Welcome to the Click Podcast. I'm Danny Watson, a mindset and manifestation expert and founder of The Click, a company that helps women overcome their fears and limiting beliefs to create a life and business that they love. Within this podcast, I will help you get clear on what you want, identify the blocks that are holding you back, transform your mindset and raise your vibration so that you can co-create magic with the universe. If you are looking to design a life that truly sets your soul on fire and manifests more success and abundance, then you are in the right place. Hello, ladies, and welcome to a brand new podcast episode. I am so, so excited because we're doing something a little bit different today on the episode. I have actually got one of the Click Academy members with us. Um, Jihada Garrett is joining us here today. Welcome, Jihada. Thank you, Danny. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you very, very much for joining us. I'm so excited to start chatting with you, but I thought a good place for us to start would be for you to just let our audience know who you help as a coach and specifically what do you help them with? Yeah, I'm happy to. So I generally work with really um, high achieving, ambitious women who are really looking to reignite that spark in their lives. Women who have gone through life, they've checked off all the right boxes, but are still feeling unfulfilled in some way. So we work together to really kind of rediscover what they want most and then build the confidence and capacity to not only attract that lifestyle, but to maintain it and sustain it once they have it. I love that. And this coaching niche then, was this something that you already had in mind before you decided to join the Click Academy or was this something that you've kind of developed since then? Yeah, so I think I've fine-tuned it since I've been with the Click. I had started out um, coaching and I was really coaching myself, right? Um, This was, you know, something that I had done, had done all of the right things and was looking for something that felt more authentic and aligned with my values. And so um, I started coaching. I was moonlighting as a coach, I always say. Um, And then had another sort of um, life thing happen and was like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and go all the way in. And so once I found the Quick Academy and joined that, it really helped me to um, bring focus and clarity to the work that I was already doing um, and then expand that work in a way that allows me to coach full time. Yeah, amazing. Um, No, I'm really sort of, I'm always sort of intrigued about sort of the niches our members go into because I often find that and maybe this is the same for you, who coaches tend to work with, it tends to be perhaps a version of themselves that they once were and something that they kind of experienced previously in their life. So was was this something then for you? Is this a niche that you personally resonated with? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I personally think like that's really maybe it's not the only way, but the most effective way to be a coach is, you know, coaching people through something that you've experienced yourself and have had some degree of success, right? Mm-hmm. Navigating um, that authenticity piece is really, really key for me. And so it would be difficult to do that if I'm coaching folks through things that I've not um, experienced in, in any way. So um, yeah, that was me. I was, I was my first client. Yeah, I love that. And what was it specifically about coaching that drew you into this industry? Yeah, so I, um, I've always been um, interested in the human behavior outcomes and how we, as people, get in our own way. 
I studied psychology in undergrad. I had always believed that at some point I would go back and become a therapist. Um, and then life took a different direction. Um, but I was I was going to work every day and I was literally coaching and it was like my favorite part of the job. And so I had someone say to me, like, why don't you just coach? Like, why, why don't you do that? Um, so I had to work through some, some um, limiting beliefs there and then make some mindset shifts. But I was like, you know what? This actually feels like home. I love personal development and continuous improvement. I'm always doing that work for myself. And so being able to um, support other people as they do that work is, is personally very rewarding for me. And it always keeps me in a posture of um, learning and growing myself. Love that. And tell me a bit about some of those mindset shifts that you've just mentioned that you had to go through, because I think some of the one of the most common things that I hear from women, you know, they're thinking about becoming a coach is, you know, I've got a lot of fears or limiting beliefs that I've got about myself. So how did you navigate through? Well, what first of all, what were some of those limiting beliefs you had and how did you personally navigate through them? Yeah. So, I, I mean, the biggest one was just imposter syndrome, right? Like, why would anybody want to listen to me? What qualifies me to be able to share? And I think really that's what um, the Click Academy really helped me to make that shift. Because up until that point, I was operating from a place of um, just my gift and intuition, right? And so part of the shift was saying, like, okay, I'm really going to take this seriously. So what does that look like? What is the training that I need? What is, um, what development do I need to be, to actually be like a clinician in this work, right? And so going through the academy really gave me those tools, um, not only to help support my clients, but to do that self-discovery work myself, to build that confidence and capacity and see myself as like a bona fide coach and, and ready and able to do this. Um, so the, the main thing was, preparation, right? Getting um, myself aligned with other people who were doing the work that I could learn from, um, that I could do some modeling after, and then having some very practical tools to be able to apply uh, to the work that I'm doing with my clients. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Um, okay, actually, that leads me on to, I wanted to ask you about some of your favorite tools that you utilize for yourself, but also with your clients as well. Yeah. So I, I love, and my clients love, love, love the perfect day ex exercise. Um, and it's a good one to like come back to, right? You know, so usually I will work with people for a set amount of time, but then there's maintenance that needs to happen. And so um, that's one of the tools that I like to go back to and, and have people sort of check in with like, what's still true for you today? Um, are your actions aligning with this day that, that you've had or that you've designed for yourself and then how do we need to shift um, so that you are uh, actively pursuing taking the inspired action toward um, what you say that you really want you know and the other exercise clarity exercise is the um, how you want to feel because I think that's so important we can get really good at saying like oh I want this I want this I want that and then we don't stop to think about like, well, actually, what's the experience that you want to have? What is it going to require of you if you say you want these things? Does that feel good to you? Is that aligned with, you know, um, the overall way you want to be in this world? And so those are two things that I consistently use um, with my clients um, that both I and they enjoy a lot. 
Yeah. And that I, I'm 100% with you on that, you know, the how I want to feel exercise, because so often we're taught about, I think just in the coaching world in general, it's very much about getting to a certain goal, creating a certain outcome, which is a very much a linear way of looking at things. And I think, you know, working in a more feminine way is to actually tune in and check, well, is this, is the, the journey to having this, is that going to make me feel good? And how can I make this journey the most joyful as possible? So I'm really kind of checking in with my emotions and how I'm feeling along the way, because the having of things means nothing if it's going to, you know, destroy you in the process, right? <laughs> yes, it's so true. And it's also really helpful because I will tell you, um, probably 90% of my clients, regardless to what they say, they are coming to me for um, the work most often will at least start with self-worth, right? And part of building that self-worth and getting back in touch with that is really understanding how you're feeling, how you are experiencing the world, what you would like that to be. Um, and then thinking through sort of what does it take to move from where you are to where you wanna be. So having them to really focus on, okay, how do I wanna feel? What kind of experience do I wanna create? How do I wanna be in contribution um, to others? is really, really helpful. And then being able to build their self-awareness around their worth and then kind of double click on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so interesting what you say about that nine times out of 10, it comes back to worth because a client can come to you. And I think it doesn't matter what you're coaching on, whether it's careers, relationships, health, like it always comes back to that feeling of not enoughness. Yes. Um, where do you think that comes from, that, that, that lack of worthiness? Mm, you know, it's it's the world that we live in. Um, I, one of the my driving principles in the coaching and one of the things that really inspired me to do this work is that I look at my children. I have four. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I have four of them. And I, my daughter specifically, she's my first. Um, I remember looking at her as a child and thinking like, wow, she is incredible. She's fearless. She knows how she feels. She honors that. She expects other people to honor that. And um, she, she has everything that she needs, right, to be who she was intended to be in this world. And I also realized that as she grows, the world is going to chip away at that. It's going to cause her to doubt. It's going to cause her to question. It's going to cause her to shrink in, in certain situations. And so we often think about like, oh, I need to become this thing so that I can be, you know, the best version of myself. And I say, you actually just need to unbecome all of the things that the world has put on you. And so when we think about sort of um, our experiences, those early messages that we receive, the kind of self-track that plays in our head, our narrative, those are all of those things that borrow from our self-worth. And so getting back to that place where you're one, clear on what you want and how you feel, which I think is, is step one, then puts you in a position to make choices that align with that. And as you make choices that honor the things that you say that you want, that honor your values, then you're building that confidence that you need. You're building that self-worth and getting comfortable in that. And then before you know it, this is the place from which you operate as being enough, as being full, as being whole. And, and that's the goal. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I love that you are navigating this coaching world so, you know, boldly with four kids. How, how does that look like, you know, balancing your coaching alongside, you know, being a mom as well? Yeah, I'm learning. Um, so what I will say is that that's another reason that, that I pursued this work um, 
I, my daughter, I stayed home with her for um, almost two years. And then I went back to work and maybe a month after I went back to work, I found out that I was expecting. And so I was faced with this dilemma of like having to put my baby in daycare. And for me, it didn't feel right. I was like, I want to be present. And so I was like, I have to get serious about figuring out how I'm going to create a lifestyle that allows me to honor my values. One being being present and available to my children. And so even now my practice, it's growing and, and I now no longer have two, I have four. Um, so it's a bit of a, a um, you know, it just takes some doing, but I stay very grounded in my goal and my number one priority to, to be available to them, right? And then I have an incredibly supportive partner. Um, and so that helps a lot. Um, and it's the thing that keeps me true to the work that I'm doing with my clients. And so I can't be coaching people about creating ease and abundance in their life um, and valuing the things that they want if I'm not also doing that. So kids come first, everything works around that. And um, and I include them in the work. You know, they talk about it. My daughter says that she's the life coach at her school. Um, and so they understand it. <laughs> and we just, you know, make it a part of our, our entire family dynamic. Yeah, love that. And tell me a little bit more about some of your professional wins that you've celebrated since stepping into this world. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the wins come from um, from the transformation. I've had, I've been fortunate to, you know, have a few features um, in different publications, which has been great. But the real wins have come from what I see a person, you know, I always, my favorite client story, I worked with a woman and Danny, she got on our initial call. I do my calls virtually. And she got on our initial call and she was like lying in bed and she had a like a wine bottle, right? And she was like, I'm ready. So I was like, whoa. Um, <laughs> and it told me a lot about where she was starting from, right? Um, and so we worked together on this particular journey for eight weeks. And at, by the end of that eight week, um, she had made an entire transformation and was incredibly excited and hopeful about the life that she was going to pursue in this next season for herself. And as I said, maintenance work is really important to me. So as I continue to check in with her, um, she's still living out those values. She's still, you know, um, feeling a lot of agency around her ability to make choices that that serve her well, as opposed to just sort of, you know, maintaining the status quo and going through life dissatisfied. And so it's stories like that that really ignite me to continue this work, to deepen my own work so that I'm able to serve more. But it's been those those ones where people were really feeling, you know, despondent in some way. And then they're able to build that confidence to make bold changes in their lives that that serve them well. Yeah, it's just so rewarding, isn't it? When you can see where somebody was and then where somebody gets to in often such a short space of time and yeah. knowing that it really kind of had like such a positive impact on that change, I think is yeah, it's what, what makes this industry, I feel, so, so rewarding. Um, let's talk about money, because I love the fact that this is an industry where we can really tap into, you know, I don't know, our earning potential, but just also the way in which we make money. Because I think there's a lot to be said for 
making great money as a coach or as a business owner. But I think there's even more to be said about the way in which we can do it. You know, really going against this traditional, you've got to burn out, you've got to struggle, you've got to force the things to happen. You know, you've got to work in this very masculine way. So what has your experience been generating, you know, financial effort, you know, income for yourself as a coach? And, you know, what does that what does that look like for you? Yeah, so I love this question um, and I love the experience that I've had. So when I, and I will say the very first thing that I did um, coming into the Click Academy was like the money mindset um, challenge, which was phenomenally helpful. I just personally believe that like there's tons of money circulating in the world. If anybody has it, I should also have it. And it's not really my job to go find it. It's the money's job to find me, right? And so I put forth my energy is, is toward um, what I want and I make my plans and I expect the money to show up. And it's literally what happens. Um, so when I made the decision, when I got clear about what I was going to do, and I made the decision that I was going to coach full-time, I was going to leave my job, and I was all in, that that happened for me in 2021. 20, mm-hmm. And so to date, Danny, I've not done one single thing to look for a client or look for an opportunity. They've all come to me. And so that's so important because you've heard me say a number of times in this interview, um, ease and abundance. That's where I live, right? Ease and abundance. I have four children. It's got to be easy. It needs to be abundant so that I can take care of all these people. And, and so I think that when you are really aligned with your values, when you are really aligned with, you know, the work and the purpose that you're supposed to be doing, then the flow is natural and it's season. And I don't mean to say like, you don't have to do anything ever. You've got to work in your gift, right? You've got to work in your practice. But this idea that like, I'm careful not to operate from a place of scarcity and thinking like, oh my God, where can I find it? Where can I find it? I just believe it's out there and there's enough of it for me. And the value that I'm putting out will be enough that people will talk about it. People will want this. And and so far um, I've been successful in that. And it really, really is um, a game changer in that, again, I talked about my, my first priority being able to be present and available to my family. So now that I'm not hustling for, for money, I'm able to show up differently with them. I have greater capacity. You know, I have greater um, peace and joy to be who I want to be when I'm with them and trust that the work is going to get done the way that it needs to and I'll be paid. Mm-hmm. I love that. And that's the thing. It is all about just trusting, just trusting in yourself, trusting in the work that you're doing, that you're making a difference. And then you're coming into things with the right motivation and the right, you know, desire to be of service. And if you kind of lead from that place, I truly believe the money will always follow. It has no choice but to start showing up in your life without, you know, struggling for it, without trying to kind of force things to happen. It's just this, like you said, it's like this this energy of ease, which again, like I think this is what makes this industry so interesting is when you kind of start to learn about this, you can start to create, you know, success and business in a totally different way to perhaps what, you know, you've been used to within a corporate setting. So I love that. Um, What do you think has been the biggest thing you've overcome on your coaching journey? 
Yeah, so we talked about it a little bit. I think the the biggest thing um, was double clicking on that self worth for me, um, and getting over the imposter syndrome, and and really recognizing that like yes, I am enough. I'm supported. I'm loved. You know, my faith is strong. So I I don't do this work alone. Like God helps me um, to create these divine interactions. Um, and so really just believing that, showing up, and um, and doing what comes naturally to me is enough. It's valuable um, and it's it's needed. I would say like that's the biggest thing. The second thing, which is is still very much a work in process, is this overcoming of perfectionism. And like I, I'm still on the journey, <laughs> but I've made <laughs> uh, I've made great strides. And again, I think that this kind of work forces you to continue to confront those, identify and confront those limiting beliefs that you have that really result in you being able to be more authentic, more confident and, and you know, feeling worthy and all of those things. And so um, for me, it's, it's very much been about just loving who I am, um, loving what I do, how I do it and when I encounter, because it's not, it's not roses all the time, right? You don't always feel this way, but when you do find yourself um, in that slump, having the tools to kind of address what's happening for me and and pull myself out of that so that I am back in that space of operating with ease and abundance. Mm, I love that. And I think that perfectionism tendency, I hear this so often actually from our members where they're kind of almost using their perfectionism rather as a shield to really kind of from putting themselves out there it's like well if this isn't perfect then I don't have to share this or you know I need to learn more do more know more and really it's just a way to protect themselves from being seen from the fear of criticism the fear of judgment the fear of I'm not good enough and uh, I think it's uh, Elizabeth Gilbert that says you know perfectionism is just fear in a really great pair of shoes you know it's You know, we can wear perfectionism almost like as a badge of honor. It's like something we're proud of. Like, oh, I'm such a perfectionist. But actually, it's really just fear in another form, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That really resonates. Mm. But um, no, I think something because I've definitely experienced it as well. And I think just being allowing yourself to be a bit more playful with your work. Like, yes, of course, you want to put out your best work. But if you make a little bit of a mistake, or if you know, you don't necessarily say something in the way, exact way you want to say it. It's okay. Like the world isn't going to act, you know, yeah. um, so allowing yourself to be human, I think, through the process. Wrapping things up then, tell me a little bit more about sort of things that you've got in the pipeline for your coaching business. What's next for you? Yeah, so I'm really, really excited. Um, you know, I, I love one-to-one coaching. I'll always do that work because it's what really, really excites me. Um, but I'm also excited to do two things. One, I'm going to introduce some coaching circles um, where we're able to get more of a group dynamic because what I find um, now, and I think especially coming out of the pandemic, community is so important for people. And so I, um, I've been trying to figure out like, how do I do that in a way that still maintains the intimacy of, of coaching? And so I'm, I'm going to be launching some coaching circles where women who are sort of, you know, in similar seasons of life are able to work through some of these same principles that we've talked about on the call today um, together. So I'm really, really excited about that. And then the second thing that I'll be doing is 
prior to coaching, I worked in PR marketing and branding. And I, when I launched my business, I launched a small line of like personal branding opportunities. And so now what I'm going to be doing is offering like a, a few very exclusive opportunities to work with women on a one-on-one basis, but it's branding the whole woman from the inside out. And so I want to work with women who are willing to do the deep inner work to show up as their most authentic and powerful and, and amazing self, and then also have their external environment um, align with that. And so that's everything from how they look to the spaces that they occupy. What does your home feel like? What does your office space feel like? And, and so that'll be like a really tight knit one-to-one engagement. And it's, it's like a front in a box, right? That has all of the tools to help you uh, feel amazingly powerful, alive and, and beautiful inside and out. Oh, wow. I love that. Cause it's almost like creating this whole cohesive, not just what you feel within yourself, not just how you yeah. look, but actually all of your environment as well. Having that aligned with your sort of personal brand. Yeah. Um, I love that. What a fantastic. It's like creating your perfect day. In yeah. Real life. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, I guess one final question for any woman that's listening to this, that's perhaps thinking about embarking on a path as a coach and they're at the, you know, those very early stages, what would your words of advice to them be? Yeah. So I would say, um, same thing, use yourself as your first client, get really, really clear on what it is that you need and what's been helpful to you so that you can understand that journey and that pathway as you support other women along the way. Um, And it's it's not that it's the only thing that you'll ever do and that you'll ever talk about, but I think that uh, when we're talking about like overcoming some of those fears, um, building confidence to do this work, it's being able to be really, really clear and confident about your own journey um, as it relates to where you're gonna coach or what you're gonna coach on. So I would say uh, spend some time with yourself um, and take yourself through the, the steps that you would want to share with someone else and then believe that, that that's enough. Yeah, I love that. Honestly, thank you so, so much for sharing everything that you shared today and just being a part of this podcast. It's been so interesting to sort of hear the work that you're doing and kind of where you've come along this journey. So yeah, thank you. And um, for those ladies that are listening, we're going to be linking Jihada's all of her information into the show notes, including where you can find out more about her, her programs, and that phenomenal um, program that she spoke about, the the personal branding, the release of that. Um, All of that information can be found in the show notes. So yeah, thank you again for, for being here with us today. Thank you, Danny. It's been such a pleasure. And thank you for all that you're doing with The Click and, um, and how you've prepared me to do this work. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. If you are wanting to build your own successful online coaching business, make sure to check out Freedom, Abundance and Impact, our free 10-day business and mindset course for coaches and aspiring coaches. To access, simply head to wearetheclick.com and click free course in the menu. Thank you.